we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're about to experience a morning show unlike any other. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I hope to see you on every morning. What you guys are doing right now, it's the hub culture. The Breakfast Club is my morning sit. I need it and I love it so much. I feel like you're really not popping until you do the Breakfast Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all's show, man. I know really? you got to be a big time celebrity to be up in here. You got to be, be big time. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Break the fuck out. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. We back for another work week. What's happening? Back to the work week. Hopefully, everybody had a great Mother's Day. Shout to all the moms out there. Yes, happy Mother's Day, Mama. Nice two-hour weekend we had. That's what it feels like, right? Mm. Well, I went to go see Mary J. Blige. She had her first ever Strength of a Woman Festival in Summit in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was a sold-out concert. 
And then they had panels all day at the Gathering Spot, another place I love to frequent when I'm in Atlanta. And it was very successful for the first time for her to be able to do that. So I was talking to uh, Derek Lewis from Pepsi. They're the, they were the main sponsor of it. So they're mm-hmm. saying next year, definitely uh, they'll be doing it again. But shout out to Mary. That concert was amazing. It didn't even feel like, you know how sometimes you go to a concert, it's kind of ch- it was crazy it was like a party inside of the state farm That's arena dope. so shout out to mary j blige and she was um you know she was doing panels herself mm-hmm. she was very involved you could tell it meant a lot to her so i just appreciate being able to be there escape perform method man came out with mary so that was really dope dope yeah no dropping a clues boss to the mgb there's a lot of women there too shout out to all the ladies that were at the Strength of a Woman Festival in summer. It just felt real nice. A lot of sisterhood. Yeah. Shout to, uh, I heard it was amazing. Shout to uh, Pepsi for sponsoring. Shout to Derek Lewis and Ashana the for putting team. it together Ashana, from Ashana Airs up? Agency. Mm-hmm. Drop on the clues bombs for Ashana. All right. And Great also, weekend full of basketball. Basketball, yeah. I'm, you know what it was? I was at Mama House this week and I went to Queens and, uh, Shout the vibes. They they catered the event. And, oh, man, it was just good to see Mama and the, and the grandkids and them running around the house and them having a good time. And then Mama was like, look, it's getting late. Y'all got to get up out of here. That's the beauty of being a grandmother. You can <laughs> run everybody out the house when you're ready to, uh, you know, have your, have your me time. She was like, I love y'all. I had a great time today, but it's time for y'all to go home. <laughs> y'all got school in the morning. Get the hell out of my house. So uh, drop on the clues box for all the mothers out there. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. All the grandmothers out there, I hope you enjoyed yourselves mm-hmm. yesterday. Hope you got some uh, R&R this weekend. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Ja Rule will be joining us this morning. Okay, Ja Rule. And we're going to kick it with Ja Rule in a little bit. And we got front page news. I, think, right? I, I thought they said Mark Lamont Hill, too, right? For seen and Unseen. That was on the schedule. That wasn't on the schedule. Mm-mm. I thought I saw that on the schedule. Mm-mm. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, well, since you talked about basketball in the NBA, we'll talk about Chris Paul. And he was not happy with what was going on during the game. And that's with the fans. Not even on the court. All right. We'll talk about no, it when we come back. No, Let's are, get into a... Are what? we about to play the new Kendrick? Yes, we are. Oh, Man. let's go. That was big this weekend, too. It's I mean, called dro- The Heart, Part 5. You bet, and you better enjoy it now, because nine times out of ten, it ain't going to be on the album, because the hearts are never are. Mm. But let's get into it right now. It's five minutes long. Sit back, relax, and wake your ass up. I wish up. you could see it. I wish we had a way to show you the visual. Mm, yeah. You know? I mean, that was trending all weekend, but we'll talk about the well, visual. Just well, it came out last night, but yeah. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Cause you can't help the world until you help yourself. And I can't blame the hood the day that I was killed. You had to see it, that's the only way to feel. Mm. And though my physical won't reap the benefits, the energy they carry on admit still, I want you. Drop wow. the bonds with Kendrick Lamar. Yes, Kendrick. Hey, Dot. You know, my, wow. good, my good brother Resma Minicum says uh, trauma in a people decontextualized over time looks like culture. Feels like that's what Kendrick is speaking to on the heart, pop, heart part five, man. Friday, Friday can't come fast enough. Does it make even sense to go to front page news, man? We might as well do front page news next hour, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, call us up right now. Let us know how your weekend was, what you did. Was it great? If it wasn't great, phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, Breakfast Club. This is Todd from Chicago. How y'all feeling? Hey, hey what's Ty, up, What's happening? Get it off your chest. Uh, yeah, man. It's had a, kind of a rough weekend, but, you know, 
shout out to everybody that uh, you know didn't really get a chance to celebrate with their mother, uh, my mother and grandmother transition. So that was really more of a time of celebration for me. Damn, remembrance. Sorry and, to hear uh, that, so brother. I to say, hey, it's all good, man. So shout out to everybody that's going through it. Uh, but I did have an annoying weekend. I had to like break up with my girlfriend and stuff because she said she couldn't really trust me. Uh, I had went to a movie uh, twice with Doctor Strange, and I ain't see it with her. And I ain't really tell her about it either. <laughs> so she was kind of mad about that. Mm-hmm. And Why you ain't take your queen with you to see Doctor Strange, bro? Because she don't understand it like I do, man. Like, I just want to watch it, understand it, and then she going to have questions, and then I'll be able to, you know, talk to her and do all this stuff. But, you know, she just felt like, just because I didn't tell her, that ain't lying, right? No, it is lying. And I'll tell you something. If you, went to, if you was going to go see it twice anyway, you might as well have made one of those times with her. So I fell asleep mm-hmm. on the first one. That's why I had to go back again. It sounds oh. a little shaky. What? No, I'm kidding. She I'm kidding. Was, I'm kidding. I don't get shaky. She thought I was playing around, and I'm like, I ain't gonna see it with nobody. I can understand it. You went to the movies twice. Didn't tell her. Didn't I, yeah. How do you? What were you doing during that time that you just don't mention that? Well, I was. Well, she. Well, she had hit me up. I was just say I was chilling. I didn't even say nothing. That's all. I just say I was chilling. Why didn't you tell her? I don't understand. I do agree with you. That's not a. I do agree that's not a movie you go see with a casual uh, casual right. comic book fan. But I now do you done turned it into a big deal. She thinks it, but it's not, though. That's the thing. Like, I feel like I should be able to go see a movie without having to explain myself. We're not married. You can't. You know you're right. Saying? But you should have told her. I live by myself. Nobody said that you had it. to explain it, but if you, you just were missing for a few hours. You should have said, hey, mom, I'm going to the movie and to see really this, this comic book movie. The only reason it came up is because my boy put me on the spot at it, uh, when we was at, 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 at Drake's at the bar. So now how come your boy knew that and your girl didn't if it's not a big deal? Your boy was trying to be funny. And, and by the way, it's only a violation if it's a show or movie that both of y'all enjoy. Like, you know, that's when you feel like somebody did something wrong. Like my wife watches Ozark. I don't watch Ozark. I don't care. If she watches Ozark. What, would you think it was weird if she just went to the movies and just never mentioned it to you and then you found out from one of her friends? Would it seem a little weird? Well, I mean, I guess, but not really. If she, you know, if I feel like if she explained it, you know, not really a big deal, but I just feel like you can go see your stuff. If you ain't got to tell me every move you make, it's just like, I ain't got to tell you every move I know, like, I just want to say... Hey. I just want to say you got to look at it from her point of view, too. And I don't think it's anything worth breaking up over, but it's probably a bigger conversation. You're saying, I don't got to tell you every move I make, da-da-da-da-da. You know, she probably just wants you all to communicate. Nobody's saying you got to... Something small, like I went to the store, but you went to the movies twice. Well, they broke up, though, so... Sheesh. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, good morning. It's Daquan. Daquan. Orlando. Good morning, get it off Daquan your chest, Daquan. Daquan from Orlando. Yes, I'm a big fan of you guys from day one since the Ray J interview, so I'm a big fan. Thank you. That was early. <laughs> so listen, I want to ask you guys for your opinion. I'm not sure if you guys have heard about the new allegation um, against the Black Lives Matter. Founders. Okay. So what are you guys' um, thoughts about that? What do you think? Thoughts on what? It's two different topics. I mean, the, the new allegation was um, that, you know, they, they were receiving money from some secret donors, but then it was the Candace Owens thing. So what are you talking about? Which one is the thoughts? What I'm, talk- what I'm talking about, Patrice Cullors misusing the fund, purchasing million-dollar houses and things like that. Well, that hasn't been proven yet, right? I mean, it's still got to be proven, proven. I do wish that she would just show the documentation. I feel like she could shut everybody up if 
if you know if 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 she just shows the documentation, but for whatever reason she's not. So I don't know. Now I gotta research it more, but I thought I was under the impression that they bought a home that was gonna be like some headquarters for Black Lives Matter things to take place. I thought it was a couple. I don't know. I'm not sure. I gotta look more okay. into it. All right, and also I want to talk talk about Kendrick Lamar. I mean, uh, he's he's definitely in the league of his own. I mean, uh, he's the he's the new culture. That's what I call him, and I'm a big fan of him, and I and I love his lyrics. I wonder why they I took the video him. down. I just look. I went to go look. They took the video. I just down. seen it. I watched it this morning. For real? Maybe about twenty minutes ago. Thank you, brother. Oh for yeah, calling. it's down now. But I, I I would say this: y'all better stop popping up in people's houses. That's what that's what people need to stop doing. You better stop popping up in people's house, ringing people's doorbells. Yeah, that's very true. That, that's what we, we you got to stop doing. Why the hell they took Kendrick video down? I just seen it. What are you talking? Well, it's about? not there now. So. All right. Hello, who's this? This is Nikki calling from Florida. Hey, Nikki. Peace, Nikki from Florida. Florida. How are y'all? Charlamagne the God, DJ Envy, and Miss Angela Yee. Good it's morning. Monday. I hope everybody is feeling good. I feel like I'm dragging, but I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was long. I worked. I uh-huh. worked. And and we got short staff and issues. I work medical, so I know all of us are feeling that. With that being said, happy Nurses Week to all the nurses out there. Oh, happy y'all Nurses Week. Eat. Yes, y'all don't get enough credit. I don't know if y'all realize, but a lot of times your nurses know you better than your doctors do. Mm. So, you know, a shout out to all the nurses out there. But I really wanted to comment on this Kendrick track. First of all, love that Marvin Gaye sample. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. The Marvin Gaye sample, crazy. Love that Marvin Gaye sample. Very I'm soulful. Very, very, and very, then, very soulful. Yes, I love that. And then... I have to give it to my boy Jack Carlo. I used to kind of peek in and out on him, but I listened to the whole album this weekend because a lot of my working is traveling from place to place. And um, that whole album was fire. So yes, come home. The kids miss you. Definitely a howl. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Bad Bunny, uh Bad Bunny messed it up, messed it up for Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow probably would have had a number one if Bad Bunny ain't dropped that sneaky ass album on Friday. Listen, I regardless, that Jack Harlow, I told my daughter, my daughter is like, what do you know about Jack Harlow? I said, first of all, what do you know about Fergie? Let's get that. Let's get that. <laughs> That's like, what that is. Jack Harlow looked like he was living it up at the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Oh, yeah, I bet. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize how big the Kentucky Derby was until I met a Kentuckian. And she was like, yeah, no, girl, it's, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole movement. I'm like, well, all right then. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Time in. Okay, oh, y'all, I'm loving this Kendrick track. So excited. Uh, ND, congratulations on the book with Miss Gia. Thank I you so much. That when I get some time, it's probably going to be best to do an audio since I'm constantly on the road and you got time to just sit. But otherwise than that, y'all, just have a good Monday. Everybody listening, have a good Monday. I know it's rough. Everybody dealing with what they're dealing with, but you're here. That's so right. That's the biggest part. That's right. All right. Thank you, buddy. Right, have a good one. Have a blessed one. Thank y'all. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? I mean, let's start it off talking about Kendrick Lamar morphing into Nipsey, Kanye, OJ Simpson. Uh, well, you know, more people, Jesse Smollett, Kobe Bryant. We'll discuss the. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Video. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Well, a new Kendrick song dropped yesterday, The Heart Part 5, where he deep fakes OJ Simpson, Kanye West, Jesse Smollett, Will Smith, Kobe Bryant, and Nipsey Hussle. He morphs, he morphs into a number of different famous people uh, throughout the video using the deep fake video technology. 
And this is a song, this existence of the song was first teased on April 19th when Kendrick's website was updated with the page entitled The Heart. Mm -hmm. Then on May 7th, the song was accidentally teased by Spotify with an updated description. And then it was removed shortly thereafter. And then the song and visuals dropped on May 8th. So let's talk about the song a little bit. Here is Kendrick changing and morphing into Kanye West in the video. And you can see he's talking about... um, Friends bipolar, grab you by your pocket. I said I do this for my culture to let y'all know what a nigga look like in a bulletproof rover. In my mama's sofa was a doodle popper, hair trigger, walk up closer. Ain't no photoshopping. Friends bipolar, grab you by your pockets. No option if you froze up. I always play the offense. Like going to work and selling work, late for work. Working late, praying for work, but he on paperwork. That's the culture. Point the finger, promote you. Remote location, witness protection, they go hold you. The streets got me fucked up. Y'all can miss me. I want to represent for us. Mm. Now you hear that sample from Marvin Gaye. That's how mm. I want you. All right, now Deep Voodoo. Um, the video credits Deep Voodoo for doing the deep fake work, which is the studio run by South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And so there's a special thanks to them in the video as well. And and remember, he, he's doing, he's doing a, something with them, a right? new live action comedy with them as well that's been announced. And he also directed this alongside Dave Free. Now, the part that everyone was talking about where he morphs into Nipsey Hussle. New revolution, what's up and moving? I'm in Argentina, wiping my tears, full of confusion. Water in between us, another peer's been executed. History repeats again. Make amends to find them that are with the same skin to do it. But that's the culture, crack a bottle Hard to deal with the pain, we are sober By tomorrow, we forget the remains, we start over That's the problem, our foundation was trained To accept whatever follows And here's some more of that um, verse also But didn't change me staring down the barrel of that gun Should I feel resentful, I didn't see my full potential Should I feel regret about the good that I was into Everything is everything, this ain't coincidental I woke up that morning with more heart to give you As I bleed through the speakers, feel my presence To my brother, to my kids, I'm in heaven to my mother, to my sis, I'm in heaven. To my father, to my wife, I'm sis, this is heaven. To my friends, make sure you count them blessings. To my fans, make sure you make them investments. And to the killer that spared up my demise, I forgive you, just know your soul's in question. I seen the pain in your pupil when that trigger had squeezed. And though you did me gruesome, I was surely relieved. I completed my mission, wasn't ready to leave. But fulfilled my days, my creator was pleased. He's spitting on that boy. Ooh. I love it, man. Speaking Goodness gracious. Speaking from the perspective of Nipsey from the afterlife, like what if Nipsey's spirit really used Kendrick to convey that message? That really made you feel something right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I love the part where he morphs into Will Smith, too, and he says, uh, in the land where hurt people hurt people, F calling it culture. I love that because I said from the beginning, when I saw Will do what he did to Chris, all I saw was Will you know, bleeding on someone who didn't, didn't cut him. He was a hurt person who hurt somebody. So I, like, I love that Kendrick did that as well. And I just love the era we in where our artists can release the content they want, how they want, and everybody else has to adjust to, to their art. Yeah, I love that. You well, the video got taken down, so we're not sure why. Sure, you know. And maybe he did it himself. Maybe you We know. don't know. I mean, it's on his page, so we don't know yeah. what, what's going on with that. I was going to ask you, if you use somebody likeness like that, do, they, do you got to clear it? I have no idea. Because it's damn near their face, you know what I mean? So just I mean, he, five million people, five five plus million people already saw it just yeah. on his page. So it's no telling true. how many people saw it around the world. And true. everybody's reposting it. He, he got what he needed out of it. And mm-hmm. usually the hearts aren't on the album anyway. So. Right. All right. Well, this final album on Top Dog Entertainment is going to be coming out on Friday, May 13th. That's this Friday. Do mm-hmm. not wait. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. So. I am ready. The Big <laughs> Steppers does it again. Yeah, the Big Steppers got to be. I'm sure the Mr. Morale is the, the Kendrick solo album. The Big Steppers got to be a compilation of some sorts, right? 
But we're really excited for that, man. Kendrick, that's probably going to be the biggest album of the year. Like, for hip-hop, don't you think? I think so. Or the when last, it comes well, out, because the way this has gotten teased, it's been a while since he put out an album. Damn was in 2017. Well, I, I think mean, Future's the biggest release so far this year, period. Yeah, but I and feel so like far. that's And then gonna... now Bad Bunny is about to be the biggest release so far this mm-hmm. year. But for so hip-hop, I feel like Kendrick could, could take that. I think so. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I mean, Future's for hip-hop, too, but I'm saying Kendrick's going to be the biggest release period yeah yeah. I'm just saying the that's last two releases yeah, that came out the last three releases that came out Future and Bad Bunny have been the biggest releases of the year so I'm sure Kendrick will trump both of those alright well that is your rumor report more Kendrick Kendrick took over front page news and rumor report this morning mm-hmm. now uh, we got front page news coming up though right the real front page news we didn't do it last hour what are we talking about <laughs> well I said we were going to talk about Chris Paul he had some issues and you know basically when the players have uh, act, quote unquote act up they get fined but what happens when the fans in the stands act up we'll tell you why Chris Paul is mad alright we're gonna kick it with Ja Rule after that so don't move it's the Breakfast Club good morning the Breakfast Club your mornings will never be the same Angela Yee here from my friends at the General Insurance. Switch to the General and you could save over $500 on your car insurance. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com to find out more. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency in Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Sports over the weekend. The Bucks beat the Celtics 103-101. They lead the series 2-1. We got a series. The Warriors beat the Grizzlies 142-112. We don't have a series because John Moran might not play game four. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, yesterday, the Mavericks beat the Suns 111-101. We got a series. Mm-hmm. That series is tied, too. All right. Now, what else are we talking about, Yee? Sixes well, and Heat tied as well. Do we say that? Oh, yeah, that's right. And the Sixes uh, beat the Heat 116-108. That's tied now, tied too. Series, yep. We got a series. All right, now Chris Paul is upset that his mother had hands put on her by Mavericks fans and his wife was also pushed. He actually witnessed the incident and he said his family felt very unsafe over what happened. He tweeted out one of fine players for saying stuff to the fans, but the fans could put their hands on our families. F that. And yeah, I think that. Can you imagine how mad you would be? No, I wouldn't be. I couldn't imagine that. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't jump in the stands and really throw some people around. Like, he tried. Uh, like Metta World Peace. He I mean, tried. You put your hands on my mother? No, nah, he tried. And my wife? He tried. In front of my kids? He tried. Yeah, they said his kids nah. witnessed it. He and tried. If, and Nick. if I'm on his team and we, we all team members, we all jumping in there. Whatever. We take the suspension. You don't put no hands on somebody's mother. How old is his mother? 80 years old? He, he tried. And I don't know if she's 80, but he tried. years old? And they grabbed him and he, he told the dude. He said, I'll see you later. He said, I'll see you later. We should have played that audio, but yeah. Now, the Dallas Mavericks said they are aware of an incident between a fan and the family of Chris Paul. And... They reported that his family had been harassed by fans. Some in the crowd made physical contact with them. The Mavericks said in a statement, it was unacceptable behavior and will not be tolerated. The Mavericks, along with the American Airlines Center, swiftly removed the fan from today's game. He should have been arrested. He put hands on his mother. I think so, too. They definitely get arrested for that. Yeah, you put your hands on my mother on Mother's Day at a game. Mm-mm. All bets are off. Yep. Then he was, he was a little young kid, too. I seen him look like a little young teen, a little young kid. Like what yeah. makes you think that's acceptable behavior? Harassing the, someone's family? The era that we live in where everybody's so desensitized to everything. And, you know, people just don't have any empathy or sympathy for nobody. All right. Now, a man in Indiana who was charged with the murder and the death of his wife. His wife had cancer and recently filed for a divorce has now won a local primary election, a Republican primary election, while he is behind bars. Uh, His name is Andrew Wilhoyt, 40, of Lebanon. He's charged with felony murder, accused of killing his wife. 
Elizabeth Nikki Wilhoyt, 41, in March. He allegedly hit her in the head with a blunt object and dumped her body <laughs> at a nearby creek in March. An autopsy determined the manner of death to be homicide. He's being held without bond. But he did, however, advance in the uh, Republican primary election for one of three open seats on the Clinton Township Board. I'm intrigued to hear what he was campaigning on. What was <laughs> what was his policy? Jesus. I don't understand that, but despite the charges <laughs> against him, he is legally allowed to run. A person is disqualified from being a candidate for elected office if he's convicted at a jury or bench trial or in a guilty plea hearing. Either he's really so, good or the person he was running against is really trash. <laughs> one can you the believe two. that? No. I got to hear more. This is crazy. <laughs> I got to hear more. I'm, I need to hear more. I need to hear exactly what he was saying to people to make them buy into this. Now, his wife was reported missing on March 25th after she failed to report to work. She had filed from divorce mm, 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 mm. on March 17th, just one week prior to her death, according to court records. Now, a friend of hers said that she had just finished her last chemotherapy treatment for breast cancer before she was killed. And they said, according to court documents at first, he had lied to detectives about what happened to his wife. He later told investigators that he and his wife were fighting outside of the house when he hit her in the head with a flower pot, then drove her body to the creek. That's horrible. But also, this is America. This is so crazy yeah, to this me. Is this is America. This is right. the country that we're in. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Tennessee will soon strictly regulate the dispensing of abortion pills, including imposing harsh penalties on doctors who violate them. That measure was signed on Thursday, and it will go into effect on January 1st. Once enacted, a medical clinician will be required to physically present when abortion pills are administered to a patient, even though federal regulations now allow mail delivery nationwide. This issue is bigger than Roe versus Wade because right now there's 19 states that have placed strict restrictions on accessing medication abortion. Now, under this Tennessee version, delivery of abortion pills by mail will be would be outlawed, and anybody who wanted to use abortion pills would be required to visit a doctor in advance and then return to pick up the pills. So they're saying these drugs can only be dispensed by qualified physicians, which would include barring pharmacists from doing so. But some people are saying, according to law experts, it's an unsettled question whether states can restrict access to abortion pills because that is a federal issue more. So I know this is something that they've been working on in anticipation anticipation of Roe versus Wade uh, being overturned. The use of abortion pills has been rising in the U.S. for over 20 years now. Once they approve that, that's the... um, So rather than surgery, people will use those pills. So we'll see what happens. But that is something that people were saying is uh, a loophole with all of these restrictions on abortions. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, Ja Rule will be joining us. He stopped through Friday to have a a, a conversation. Of course, he did a Mother's Day show yesterday at the Garden. It was him, Fat Joe, Little Mo, Ashanti, and Remy Ma. So he's been doing these Vibes concerts. He did Raekwon and Ghostface. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, they look pretty dope. All right. So we'll talk to him when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Rule. Ja Rule's here. Yo, what's good, my family? What's happening? You feel like people appreciate you more now? Cause I see, it's, I feel like there's a Jai Love Fest. I see you performing everywhere. I see you doing every show. I see yeah. so many people giving you the love. I mean, you know, it's crazy because I I, I don't, you know, it, <laughs> the love was there. I think people are noticing more now that, you know, oh, Jai's still out there doing this thing and mm-hmm. getting love. I, you know, it's crazy, man. You, it, The business is a, is a, you know how the business is. It's a crazy you, business. They, they love you time again. for the love again. You know mm-hmm. how big set is. 
best, but it's 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 just a crazy industry we in and you just got to keep your feet moving like a running back. What know? about the, docu- the <laughs> you know documentary that you guys have coming out? That's going to probably reignite a lot more too. You know the doc is the doc. Mm-hmm. You know um how involved are you in the doc? There you know, every day? No. I'm, I'm, I got a credit. <laughs> but you know, when things like that happen, it does get people like more music streaming and then it does ignite, like maybe the younger generation didn't know that didn't yeah, live through that I, era of time. I, I, I hope it does that. You know, um, Murder, Inc., we had a very, very big impact in hip hop. Whether people like to admit it or not. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's a fact. You know, um, I, in, in in any hip hop uh, uh, label, you're gonna have beefs within the family. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna have your ups and downs with with projects and things of that nature. Even with careers, I've seen. You know, <laughs> Dr. Dre may be the best at doing it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He had a big fallout with with N.W.A. and everybody thought, oh, Dre's done. Mm-hmm. Come back with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death Row. Did yeah, that fall out with Death Row? So, you know, it's it's like I said, it's all about keep working. As long as you are creative and you and you do what you do well as far as creativity, you know, there's room always to to excite and bring new new you know adventure to the to the to the space. I think I think I think your music aged very well. That's another reason it's probably like a resurgence. Like all of you can listen to all of those records right now. Yeah. All, always on time, put it on me. All you know those. what's crazy? You say that, Charlotte, because um, some of, I'm not going to say some of it, but I, I, I make records conscious, consciously like that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like to date my records. I don't like to put, you know, too many cars, references, and references of, you know, things. Things that's that happening at that time, yeah. yeah. I, you know, my, when you talk about relationships and stuff like that, it's timeless. Mm-hmm. You know, people are always going to be in love and, you know, always want to get you a new hot chick or mm-hmm. whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. That that kind of stuff never really dies out. It just kind of, you know, evolves. So you got wedding records. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people trust me. I, I do weddings too. <laughs> <laughs> I do plenty of weddings, man. People want me to come and and and, and do put it on me. And, you know, they we. We 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 fucked off this song, bro. We made yeah. kids off this song. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know how many hip hop artists actually get that. That's I don't like think an R and B artist thing. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? So, but you know, that's another thing. I <laughs> being that I made the type of records that I made, I get to sneak in on all kind of different bags. Yeah, <laughs> I be on like the R and B gigs. Mm-hmm. I'm on the Legends mm-hmm. of the Streets tour. I'm I'm everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I can do both sides of that. You know what I'm saying? Me and Eric Eric about do on the road like. You know, that's the beauty of what I created, mm-hmm. that I'm able to do that in such a vast, you know. You ever range. look back at, at things, and, and, and maybe maybe you do, but when I look at Murder, Inc., right, and you were the pinnacle artist of Murder, Inc., right? Yeah. Do you ever wish that maybe after you sold those millions of records, you say, okay, I want part of it, I want a percentage of a Murder, Inc., or did you have I thought you did. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got, I got my little, uh, you know, Things here and there, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I, I, I don't like, like to speak I, on one Murder time, Inc. Not the reason I think because at one time I feel like you were you were the Murder Inc. artist that, I'm the catalyst, that, that got absolutely. so many artists on the, Murder. I held the flag. Absolutely. The reason why Shanti signed there, the reason why everybody absolutely. signed there, and me and me and Gotti got a great situation. No, because I always look deal. at it like Jay and Rockefeller, you know I mean? like yeah, 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 he yeah, was yeah, a yeah. Owner and he yeah, was a known owner. Yeah, like I just always thought, like damn, yeah, Josh should have been a known owner. Maybe he was. Maybe I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I was more of in the back owner. 
and, and and that's fine too. You know what I'm saying? You say you don't like to speak on Murder Inc. No, that type of. Oh, the business. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Got you. I think another reason your name keeps coming up in conversation is because of the culture of the music. So you have all of these rappers that are doing the melodies and they're singing the same things that you made popular then got criticized for. So it's like, I've been here debating with the youngins because they'd be like, oh, you got to give this person credit, you got to give this person credit. I'm like, no, Ja Rule. Yeah. Ja started all of that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that too, Charlotte. Because people forget. Mm-hmm. Whoever did it last did it better than the first in the first place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and and the, that's just how it is. And the dominance. If you've been working at Black Radio for a long time, you understand what Murder Inc. did. Yeah, like, you we, couldn't escape Ja. You couldn't escape Ashanti. You couldn't escape Irv, the production. You couldn't escape it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely had a hold on. on a, 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 we had a dominant moment. You know, everybody has their moment in, in hip-hop. You mm-hmm. know, some... Somebody would have, you know, kicked the ball down the road a little longer than others, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that and that's cool. You know, um, I think I think, you know, hip hop has grown so much now that we're getting into a, a, a space where you're gonna have contemporary hip hop. And you start you know, there's another stage and I ain't gonna speak over they they playing just like old school hip hop. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a time this now that's coming for those moments where rock made that transformation, mm-hmm. where it's like classic that, rock. And it, it, but, but it has to be that because it has to be you that. Look at the, the white stations, and they could play an older and we classic. Still, no, we still do that. Yeah, it's not the do whole that. programming really of the station. Like we should be able to play. Yeah, y'all do oh, this with the old with the new. Old, when we do the throwback mix, or y'all the do. DJ y'all, mix, I mean, but, I hear like I'll, I'll drive from time to time and hear a throwback record on the thing. But it, you know, you can't listen. We all know the business. You got a, 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 a slot of records that you're able to play. You got to play the new guys. You can't throw all the old guys in there and just get, like it doesn't work that way. So it has to be something dedicated to that. Right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. the, the music has grown up. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 46. I don't want to listen to the same thing Little Rule listened to, mm-hmm. even though it's all hip hop. It's just different hip hop for me. Like I like Nas dropping new album. All right. I, I'm rubbing I'm my ready. hands together. Like we got some new hip hop for me. Bushy T came out last week. I couldn't wait. Most people just listen to the music. Mm-hmm. And as you grow up, you grow with... But how know, about having music. kids, right? How does that affect the music you listen to? Because sometimes you hear your kids listening to something. Yeah. Like uh, Lil Rule, is he, he's a rapper too? Yeah, so he's so, not a rapper. <laughs> okay, so Uh-oh. he's a rapper. <laughs> so, no, so, so let me tell you. My son, dad, I'm a rapper. No, so, so I, I don't know what to categorize him as. This is some real <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Because he does a, a style of music called hyper-pop. And apparently it's a... It's a big underswelling community of this music that I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, son, I can't fucking help you. I don't know who does this music. I don't know who buys this music. But he's I don't rapping, know. Who's rapping. He's rapping. It's a mixture between rap and rock and like EDM. So he's just making music. He's making music. Yeah. And it's and it's why and this you know he's he's got a deal on the table from Sony and and stuff wow. like that. So yeah. So and it's all him. Mm-hmm. He's doing this. He moved to L. A. He's been out there on his own. Oh, wow. for yeah, yeah, he came in. He came in and we came were in my room one night. Were you excited that he's doing this? Or I you? was. I was okay. very excited for him because I like to see the kids. You said you were. The, that mean your wife wasn't? She, it wasn't that she wasn't excited. She, I don't think she was ready. It's a difference. She didn't want another one. She was like, oh, here we go again. No, I don't, I don't <laughs> think she was ready for him to Lead spread his wings. Yeah. And leave, you know, and then to L.A. Yeah, because I, I, I was immediately like, if that's what you want to do, son, go ahead and, you know, you're a grown man now. Go ahead and do that. You know what I'm saying? She was more like, He'll be back. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> once we leave, baby, we ain't trying to come back. If we can stay and be gone, we're not coming back. Like, we're men, you know what I mean? We want to show 
that we can be men on our own. And he's right. doing that, and I'm proud of him for that. Did you give you him know? any advice, like as far as legal advice, lawyers? Yo, that, about that stuff, you know, yes, of course. When he brings the contracts, I'll send them to my lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll make sure the business is done right. But as far as me, you know, getting my hands dirty and trying to bring him around and mm-hmm. say, no, he needs to do that. He needs to be respected in the industry on his own merit, and then you know, then you know, it, it can That's it real. can work properly. Does Papa manage him? No. All right, we got more with Ja Rule. When we come back, let's get into a Ja Rule mini-mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ja Rule. Charlemagne? It was crazy. The first time I ever heard the term helicopter parent was from my 13-year-old daughter, and I didn't know what it was. So <laughs> she was like, you, you you, a helicopter pilot. I said, I'm a UFO. Oh, no, this new. This new. <laughs> they got a new term. He was confused. This bulldozer parents now. Really? <laughs> the bulldozer parents, they just move positive. all the pieces yeah. off the board so their kids can go like this. Oh, I'm with that, too. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that I'm too. not with that. I like that. I'm not with that. I'm not with that. <laughs> you don't want to move the obstacles if you can? I want to give them a great head start. And I think that's I, moving You've done that. Kids. You've done that's that. not moving the obstacles. Moving up, being a, a, a bulldozer is like what home, homegirl and them did with buying oh, the college. Nah, 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 that's right. bulldozer oh, parents. Got you, got you, got you, got you. No matter what, this yeah, is right, right, this right. is going. And sometimes things come too fast and too easy, and you don't really appreciate it, or you're not ready yeah, for it. Too, you got to work. It happened it. to me. Mm-hmm. I understand it very much. Like, I got rich very early in life. I was like 22, 23, and I made my first million dollars. So it was like I made so many mistakes with my money, buying everybody, to, to bop, bop, running around cars. I, I, it was just going, just have, just doing it, mm-hmm. and you learn from that. You know what I'm saying? You. It, you just think the, the money never stops when you're young and you're getting it like that. I'm making 14, 15 million dollars a year at a clip like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, so you thinking like this can never stop. All I got to do, go in the studio, make some new hits, make mm-hmm. some new records. And then and then things happen that you could never, ever affect. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, OK, now I get it. You know, hip hop, I learned a lot from going through all of the beef, mm-hmm. eggs, all of that. I learned so much because you learn and that's I learned in that span of time. That hip hop is subjective. Music is subjective. People don't have to like Ja Rule. You don't have to like whoever, whatever artist. It's, it's you know, it's mm-hmm. your preference. Of, it's a privilege to have fans and have people love you and adore you. So, so uh, young artists out there, just know that. Just know that this ain't promised to you. You hot right now. Tomorrow they turn your lights out and everybody hates you for whatever reason because mm-hmm. you said this on stage or you, you know, it happens. Did you, you know, see so, it ha- did you see it happening or did, was it one of those things that just happened right away? It just happened. It was like, I'm on top of the world, woke up, world on top of job. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, damn, like, word? Y'all is mad at me? For what? Because mm-hmm. I make good music and, and, and whatever. You know, we ain't got to go down that road. But I'm just saying, you know, that's what I learned. That was mm-hmm. the lesson that came out of that. Like, okay. Now you got to get into other businesses, other things where they don't necessarily have to like you. Right. As long as you're providing a service that... And product. And product mm-hmm. that they, the people, the consumer use and is, and, and, and is valuable to them, it's different. You understand? Mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg can do some sucker tomorrow. We ain't stop using Instagram. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get, gonna gonna get on there and talk about him. That's it. And he's going to resign and keep his shares and go off and continue the business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It don't work like that in music. I, w- I want to ask you about the bulldozer parent thing. When it comes to the kids, right? Yeah. Do you think pain is love? Absolutely. Mm. That's what pain is love is all about. You know, people think it's the actual term of what it sounds like, pain is love. You know, that's too simple. You know what I'm saying? Pain is love is about sacrifice. It's the pain and the, the struggle and the heartache that we all go through as parents so that our little ones can receive the love. Mm-hmm. That's what pain is love is about. 
And keep them from going through that, though. Keep them from going through. So hopefully. Keep yeah, them. yeah. You're going to experience pain in your life, regardless. That's what life is about. It's ups and downs. You know what I want to ask you now that you have Icon, right? Mm-hmm. I want to ask you what are some things that you learned from FIRE, then moving on to starting this company. Yeah, that was a that was a big learning lesson, too. You know, um, I learned to be very hands-on with everything that I'm doing. You know, um, with Icon, I'm very, very hands-on. Everything. Like, even with the Vibes concerts. Like, I'm in the... You know, I'm in the in the rehearsals and, and shit, you know me Ray. Big shout to my brothers Ray and Ghost, man, because salute to Ray and Ghost. Yeah, salute to them, man. I love those brothers. They came in and they did this concert. You know, you know the, <laughs> they love to get fly. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's what people don't know about Ray and Ghost. You know, they they think of Wu Tang and they thinking. You know all the you know the army fatigues and, and oh they don't know Rand Ghost yeah they don't you know don't know Wu Tang yeah, if you say if you think tone that, and, 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 and <laughs> chef like diamonds yeah because yeah, even things that don't work out I feel like there's a lot of valuable lessons to be yeah it was, so it was a very valuable lesson that I learned in there you know and and that was to if you have a vision and you have a dream you got to see it through mm-hmm. you can't you can't pass it off this is not you know it's, it's it's not a relay race. You know, if you if you if you got the baton and you running with it, keep f-ing running with it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, I see you got your your degree from the Harvard Business School. Ah, uh, yeah. Talk yeah. about that. Your business degree. What made you want to? It's a business certificate. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> let's just keep it with it. At least you honest. You're the first person that's been yeah. honest about this. Shit, nah, John. Okay. Thank yeah, you, listen, John. Man. You didn't have on a cap and gown and nothing. Nah, ain't no cap and gown. Ain't no cap and gown. I'm glad you was honest, John. <laughs> Ain't no cap yeah. But here's what I will say about it. Here's what I will say about it. It is a Harvard thing that they, you know, actually put out there and, and it's real professors that actually come on the screen. Real real uh business minds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do it virtually. I did the I did the uh uh entrepreneurs uh, uh essentials. Entrepreneurs and it essentials. helped you. Yeah, it was dope. It okay. was dope. It was very dope. You know, I know a lot of the stuff already, mm-hmm. but it was good to, you know, refresh up on some things mm-hmm. and also learn a lot of other things. Right. Just just to know about people's struggles and what they went through to to, to build their startups. You know, people don't understand. It's hard to to do a startup company. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> raise equity. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. understand? Mm-hmm. Scale the company and then exit or or go public that's not easy to do it sounds like uh, bop 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 step stairs yeah, I know the steps it's not easy to do yeah, especially when you this it's not easy <laughs> to do you know so especially you know with with the things that I've had in my past too that wasn't easy to do you know so for me to be a part of these amazing investment groups that I'm in right now and and for them to have my back the way they do big shout to my team man my Warwick guys my my JPEG Morgan guys, I love all you guys. You guys have welcomed me with open arms, and they, they, you know, they showing me, they mentoring me in a way that I never ever could have learned, you know, business and 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 tech and 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 entrepreneurship and investment. So I appreciate all you guys. Is you the know. goal to sell Icon at some point? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's always an exit strategy. You know, um, I could go public with it mm-hmm. or or sell it. You know, um. I, I probably would rather go public with it first or not, you know, stay private and, and just, you know, make it the biggest company that I can possible. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it's not easy, though. Right. But everybody listening right now, go 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 out and support a brother, man. Icon with two ends, live. It's in the Apple App Store. Go check it out. The know? Mount Rushmore okay. of rappers for you. Who would you put on there? 
Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, you know, it's, that's, it's tough. Just four. Because it's, it's errors, you know what I mean? For four me, rule your for me you got to go through errors, you know what I mean? But if you if I just had to do four, you would have to put Jay on there. Hove. Um, I would put Pac on there. Pac. Big got to go on there. Big. One more. It's a tough one. You ain't named nobody from Queens yet. Did you try I, to you know what? I would, answer? I would, I would, <laughs> it would have to be a, between, for me, mm -hmm. it would be like a toss between like three rappers. And I gotta pick one, I know, but I would go with like old, older school guys, like either Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, okay. or KRS, because of what they did for the culture, what they meant to the culture, and what Rakim was to Anaz. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And what, what KRS was to a whole generation of mm -hmm. rappers and that. What Kane was to whole. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? And, and to me too, like I, you know, Kane was the first I seen like, I was like, this fly, this get all the business, this like, you know, it, it was, he had a different thing with him too. Mm -hmm. So you you know, it's it, it's hard, that's hard. But if I had to pick one, I I, may, I don't know. You <laughs> <laughs> left it open. <laughs> Like he would have said Rakim just because he what? mentioned it earlier. You, we never put the ladies in there. I was thinking the we same. We never I was put just the women in, in there. Head. And yo, they, they, you, come on, man. MC Light, Queen Latifah. For me, it's Latifah. Salt and Pepper, like they pioneered. They are the reason that other women picked up a microphone, period. How Correct. can you leave them off? Correct. You know what I'm saying? You gotta take one of them and put them right, on so there. Just just put on there. I, just okay. let know I know, right? I'm gonna have to <laughs> make a new rush more, bro. And, and just business wise, you know, everything that rappers are doing now, Latifah and Flavor Unit. Absolutely. Come on, man. I mean, yo, Little Kim. Let's talk yeah. about what Little Kim really. Mm -hmm. When you look at the Cardis and the Nickies and, and the men, yeah, yeah, every yeah. female. And then go listen to the hardcore album. I understand why she's so revered. Mm -hmm. That album is crazy. Yeah, it is. And she's spitting on that album. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like she's like she's going on that mm -hmm. album. So I get it when when these females are like, yo, Kim was it for me. I get it. I get it now. I you know, I, so now we know who the next vibe show is. I know, right, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Like, I'm trying. Holla at me, Kimmy. We need to get that together. <laughs> well, it's Ja Rule. We appreciate you for joining us, brother. Yeah, for sure. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Good morning. Back to the work week. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Drake. Man, you are a Drake. The hell is that? What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right, well, Drake was at the Kentucky Derby with Jack Harlow. It looks like they were having a great time. I saw Drewski was there as well, and they were there to reportedly film a music video for Jack Harlow's new Churchill Downs track. Obviously, Drake is on that song, too. You know, he just put out Come Home, The Kids Miss You album. Mm -hmm. And Drake actually bombed his interview. He came in while uh, Jack Harlow was doing an interview. Didn't want the interview to end. I mean, what's it, what's it like for you to get to see the hometown kid here and everybody love him so much? You know, I'm, I'm so proud of this guy, and um, and we're drunk. <laughs> he's, he's sober. I'm drunk. I'm the one and only Happy Jack. Yeah, yeah obviously. I like it. I'm going to put somebody on. It wasn't a Happy Aubrey. We run that, too. You can't give the wrap it up signal. What, what are you going to cut to? Right? What are you going to cut to? Shake it, Jack Harlow, y'all. A shot of like poorly manicured grass or something. You know what I'm gonna tell him? I'm gonna tell him, just hold on, we're going home. 
All right. So he was trying to keep that interview going. Looks like they had a good time, though, at the mm-hmm. Kentucky Derby. Seen drama there, too. I saw Taylor Rooks was there. Shout out to her. Kaiser was there. So, yeah, I mean, clearly the Kentucky Derby is a big deal. Y'all ever Clearly been? it is because drama showed up with no hat on. Whenever you see DJ Drama <laughs> and DJ Clue somewhere with no hat on, it's, it's a special serious. occasion. It's I thought you had to, I thought that was a thing at the Kentucky Derby hats, like fancy hats and stuff. Well, usually the women wear the fancy hats. Guys can wear fancy hats, too, though. Right? Yeah, you're right. But usually the Kentucky Derby is usually the women. <laughs> All right. Now, Wendy Williams versus Sherry Shepard. How did we get here? Well, Wendy Williams was talking to Fat Joe, and she was talking about coming back to her show. Do you miss not coming to the show? Yes, I do. I wish I was there. I wish I was there right now to talk about it. But I'm glad that I'm able to talk about when I come back. So is there plans for a new show, or are you coming back to the Wendy Williams show? Coming back to the Wendy Williams show. Absolutely. Because I know they were talking about Sherry Shepard taking over the show. I won't be watching her because I know what she's going to be doing and that's really not my thing. Anyway, I love being on my own show and I love that people love to watch it, you know, all the time. I wonder if Wendy's really coming back, though, because, I mean, we haven't heard Dead Bar Mercury or anybody say that. We've heard her saying it, so we don't know. Right. But, you know, Sherry Shepard's been very respectful to Wendy. And saying nice things about Wendy Williams. And to be clear, it's not supposed to be a takeover of the Wendy Williams show. It's her own show that's different. Her own new show, yep. Yeah, so here's what Sherry Shepard had to say. She's not well. So it's just a lot going on in Wendy's life. There was a time at the beginning of my career at The View I used to perform at Caroline's and Wendy had a comedy night at Caroline's and we we were very friendly. Sometimes stuff don't pan out as far as friendships. So Wendy was very, very honest and transparent on her show. She would say she really wasn't trying to be friends with people because it would make it hard for her to talk about them. So maybe that was one of the reasons why we never had a friendship. Um, Cause I, I'm, I have very strong friendships and I'm definitely a woman who likes to uplift other women so alright well you know don't know she took the high road you said what she took the high road yeah the high road alright now Stevie J has apologized to Faith publicly on social media he said Faith Renee Jordan I've hurt you disrespected you and humiliated you in front of the world from this day forward I promise to listen to your feelings and be more delicate with your heart I also promise to build you up even more and to communicate daily with you respect you and love on you until you're as happy as you were when we got married I've learned my lesson and I never want to live without you because God knows I'm a better man with you and I'm asking you to find it in your heart to forgive me and allow me to rebuild our trust happy Mother's Day I love you well Perhaps the two of them will work it out. That I don't know, guys. They've been through a lot very publicly. Charlemagne, did you give him that advice to do that publicly? <laughs> no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't give you the advice to do that publicly. Yes, you did. You did. did. We were all that. here. Yes, I did, did not. I did not know what he was actually going to. You okay. were like, you should call her now and apologize on the I air. Think, I don't know if that's how it went. I got to go back and listen, but I definitely um, didn't know what interview was going through at the time. But we have moved on from that, so let's not go back to that space. <laughs> you brought it up. You did bring it up. I said Stevie J. I didn't say me. You know, we know what you were alluding yeah, you said, to. Did you give him that advice? Okay, that's the advice he gave you. We knew you. what you were alluding to. This is triggering. All right, now Ti says that Kevin Samuels is being bullied and that people are ganging up on a dead man. Here's what he had to say. Just see, let me see what we got. Actually, because I don't like every time y'all bullying a dead man. Basically, you ganging up on a dead man. A travesty of justice. I can't. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. 
Ain't gonna let y'all bully this dead man. We gonna let this man rest in peace. Whatever he did, he did it and he gone. He got away with it. That's between him and God. Him and the Lord gonna have to deal with it. You ain't got no heaven or no hell to put him in. Mm. Well, I mean, I do think it's quite strange to wish death on a person just because you didn't agree with uh, their opinion. And the fact that they're saying he died of a uh, uh, heart, heart, heart attack. It's <laughs> like uh, heart disease is the number one killer of black people, black men and black women. So I wouldn't necessarily call that karma either. Yeah, but if I ain't like you when you was alive, I ain't gonna like you when you dead. There's no difference. I'm not gonna change up because you die. If I don't like you, I don't like you. So I'm, all I'm this showed me. I see that a lot of people didn't necessarily like. Yeah, you. all this shows me is that, and I've always said this: when Michael K. Williams passed, I love to see all the posts and tributes that people did to him. Had nothing to do with his acting. It had everything to do with who he was as a person. Regular people's just interactions with him every day. Me, my interactions with him. All of us, everybody that ever came across him. That's how you want to be remembered because you were such an amazing person in life. And it just really reinforced that for me because some people just didn't feel bad because of their thoughts about him, their feelings about him. And so it just made me feel like I got to make sure in life that I do great positive things because you think about how you want to be remembered after you pass. Yeah, I'm not saying you got to feel bad, but I'm not saying you got to spike the football and make jokes either, especially because it's like I said, it's. It's, it's heart disease, right? Heart disease is the number one killer of black people. When you run around screaming karma, just remember things like that can happen to you and people you yeah, love, too. No, absolutely. But that's, that's, that, all I'm that's saying. why he's supposed to be a good person. I'm not going to sit here and lie. There's some people, if they die, if they die, they die. I don't care. Yeah, I, don't, good, I don't wish anybody. Plenty of good people die of heart attacks. We don't wish anybody <laughs> I mean, to I, die. I would saying. never, ever be like, I wish this person died. That's all I'm saying. But sometimes people just don't mm. feel bad when it happens. Hey, well, I, I mean, to me, if, if I have a problem with you and I never liked you when you were alive, if you die, you die. I don't care. If it's heart attack, if it's car accident, if it's car crash, I don't care if you fall and uh, trip off a curb. If I don't like you because you're a bad person, you were ishing on me. If you die, you die. But I do feel bad I for people's family members. I hate that his mom had to find out on social media. That's wrong. That's and foul. clearly there's people that love him, that are close to him, that know him in a different way than the rest of the world does. And so that's why I'm always like condolences to the family members because mm-hmm. it's not easy to lose someone. Yeah, I'm not wishing death on somebody just because I disagree with Things that come out of their mouth. I'm not saying him. I, I didn't, I didn't, not saying him, but I understand the way that some people feel about certain things. All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. All right. Who are you giving that donkey to? Four after the hour. I need Virgin Atlantic Airlines to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them, please. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. I teamed up with Zyrtec for this allergy relief message. Springtime brings vibrancy to the air and pollen. So I take Zyrtec when allergy symptoms start. Save the tissues and live vibrantly with Zyrtec. Starts working at hour one and stays... We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. 
They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit Ibrant's.com. Ibrant's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrant's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Strong day after day. The donkey of the day. That's pretty funny. Where's Charlemagne the Devil? Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yes, donkey of the day for Monday, May 9th. Let me make sure it's May 9th. Yes, it's May 9th. Goes to Virgin Atlantic Airlines. Really nice planes. Okay, really nice planes on Virgin Atlantic Airlines. Dropping the clues bombs for Virgin Atlantic Airlines. Listen. I am a proud JetBlue Mosaic member, but Virgin Atlantic is very, very, very fresh. Okay, I remember getting on one of those flights once, and it reminded me of Soul Plane. Not because it was a lot of black people on the flight, because it wasn't, but just how fresh the actual plane was. Okay? I said to myself, this is the closest we are going to get to an actual Soul Plane. Now, it's great when a flight, you know, looks futuristic and clean and fresh, but what I care about more than anything is who is flying the plane. Okay, dropping the clues bombs for all the pilots out there. 
When I get on a flight, I speak to the pilots. Okay, I make sure to greet the pilots and send the pilots positive energy, love, and light because we don't need our pilots having a bad day. All right, do you know how crazy it is that we just get on planes or any form of transportation for that matter and not speak to the person who's at the helm of said form of transportation? You know how we say be kind to everyone you meet because you don't know what folks are going through? That's especially true for people you are allowing to take you places, okay? You better be, you better speak and be kind to that Uber driver, mm-hmm. all right? You better speak and be kind to that bus driver, and you damn sure better speak and be kind to that pilot, all right? We are 50,000, 60,000 feet in the air. I am entrusting you to get us to our destination safely. I need you to feel worthy. All right, Mr. and Mrs. Pilot. I need you to feel loved, valued, and appreciated, Mr. and Mrs. Pilot. I am trusting you with my life, my family's life, and everybody else on this plane should feel the same. Okay? Not only do I speak to the pilot and everyone who works on the flight, I pray for them. Okay, when I sit down in my seat and before takeoff, I pray for the pilot. Everybody, and I pray for everybody who works on the flight, okay, and everyone on the flight. I pray we all get to our destination safely and soundly. And this is why today's donkey of the day hurts, okay, because when we get on these flights, you know, I'm dotting all these I's and crossing these T's and, you know, asking my God to get us where we need to be safely because I want the best possible outcome. But is the airline thinking about that in regards to us? Does the airline care if we get to where we need to be safely? Does the airline care about who's flying the planes? I'm sure they do, but a Virgin Atlantic flight heading to JFK, you know, uh, in NYC coming from London had to turn back to London. And it was the airline's fault. It was Virgin Atlantic's fault. What reason does an airline have to turn back around? What, what Was the plane low on gas? Did somebody forget to fill it up? Was it a mechanical issue? Is a pilot sick? Well, let's go to Yahoo Finance to see what the hell happened. An interesting story here. A Virgin Atlantic flight had to turn around 40 minutes into the journey because the first officer hadn't completed his final assessment. (gasps) The captain who was flying with him didn't have the designated trainer status in order to fly with them. (gasps) Now, this is information that would have been very helpful before they got on the plane. You think? Virgin chalked this up to a rostering error. But if you were one of these passengers on that London to New York flight who arrived nearly three hours late because of this, that's probably not much comfort. A rostering era. A rostering era? In my first book, Black Privilege, uh, go get that if you haven't. Uh, But in my first book, I have a chapter called Put the Weed in the Bag. And it's based off the classic scene in Belly when Tommy and Sincere are bagging up weed in the basement. And Wise and Lockheed, the two youngins, say, I'm tired of this school stuff. We ready to quit and get money with y'all. And DMX says, put the weed in the bag first and then get money. The way I interpret that is simple. You can't escape the process. Okay, you can't skip steps. You just can't. Imagine somebody about to do major heart surgery on you and you find out they haven't finished whatever tests or requirements they're supposed to and aren't even qualified yet to be holding the scalpel and cutting you open. And these people on this flight, these pilots, they aren't even new. You heard the news report. The first officer I read joined the company in 2017 and is qualified in accordance with UK's flight regulations, but needed to complete the airline's internal final assessment flight. And the flight's captain, who's highly experienced and has been with Virgin Atlantic for 17 years, did not have the designated trainer status. Okay, so the first officer was replaced with a new pilot. I don't even really know what any of that means. Okay, I just know they shouldn't have been flying that plane. All right, and if I was on that plane and they told me the pilot had to fly back because he didn't pass the final assessment test, I would have had a panic attack. I would have had a straight up anxiety attack. I would have been running for the emergency door. Okay, therefore, everybody on this flight, in my mind, is entitled to compensation. All right. 
You don't know the stress, emotional pain, and suffering something like that could cause. Therefore, I need more than free flights and points for this type of stress. Okay, S-K-R-E-S-S, stress. All right, look, you got to climb the steps, people. You can't skip them. All right, today's society wants to skip the process, and I don't like that. Okay, I need the professionals doing what professionals do. And I don't care how qualified they say you are. If you haven't taken the final test, well, then you are not all the way qualified. Okay, this is one of those times. I don't want no virgin. Okay, I don't want to be on the airline called virgin. Nope, I don't want to be the one to pop your cherry. Okay, I want qualified professionals who have passed every test. All right, I want slut airlines, whore airlines, not virgins. Okay, when I'm, on, when I'm in the air, I need experience. All right? Please give Virgin Atlantic Airlines the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Maybe, maybe I missed it, but how did they know mid-air that he didn't have his pop proper... Qualification. I don't paperwork. know. I ain't get all that. Was right. it just a conversation? Like we talking to the other pilot? Like, hey, where'd you go to school? I went so and so. No idea. But somebody clicked. Just gonna turn around in the middle. They said it was a roster error, so somebody might have double checked the roster and was like, "Uh, wait a minute, we sent the wrong person we out." We already in the air, though. How did the pilot not say, like, you know, I don't have the proper qualifications? Turn back around. Turn back around, buddy. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm -hmm. Now, when we come back, Mark Lamont Hill will be joining us. We're going to kick it with him when we come back. He got a new book. What's the name of it? It's called Seen and Unseen, Technology, Social Media, and the Fight for Racial Justice. Mark Lamont Hill and Todd Brewster. All right. We're going to talk to him when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well... 
We had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The good brother. Mark Lamont Hill. Welcome. Thanks Welcome for back. having me. Good to be here. Good to see y'all in real life. Last time I was on uh, Zoom. Zoom. Right. Dope. How are you? Room. I'm good, man. Okay. Good. Just grinding, man. You know, it's been uh, a crazy year. Mm -hmm. Got real sick in the fall. Mm -hmm. Had blood clots. Had mm. a mild heart attack. Ugh. It was real. Yeah, it all came from a ruptured Achilles playing ball. Wow. And, uh, I mean, literally almost died. Really? And uh, yeah, man, yeah. So it's been like just the recovery, trying to eat better, trying to live better, you know, just be healthier. So I'm good, you know. I Break that down from a, a, a basketball injury, blood clots, and a heart attack. Yeah, so like it, it happens a lot where like you get a oh you old you get you rupture your Achilles. So mm -hmm. I I wasn't even doing nothing special. I just took one dribble to the right. I felt something pop in my leg. Thought I got hit. I, Actually, I thought I got shot because I was playing a certain neighborhood. I was turning around. Like, <laughs> you yeah, was in the hood playing. You was yeah. outside. Yeah, I was in the hood playing. It was like it was like me and a couple, like my young boys, somebody else. We were just playing, and I was like, "If uh, this is a real bad way to to, to die, 42, 43 yeah, yeah, years yeah. old." But it wasn't. I was good. Right, I turned around, saw nobody was there. Went to the hospital. They told me it was completely ruptured. Uh, about three weeks later, I started getting shortness of breath. I thought it was just because I was hopping around the house. Um, it wasn't that. And then I was typing. I was working on a book. And I went to the bathroom and I couldn't breathe. The room was spinning. And I like passed out on the bathroom floor, woke myself up. Like, I don't know how, honestly. Crawled down the steps, got to the ambulance. Oh they said if I got there just a little bit, little bit later, I probably would have died. So you Damn. had to call 911 for yourself? I had to call 911 for myself. Yeah, wow. man. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was crazy, man. So, you know, I was very lucky. Had blood clots covering all my whole left lung, almost all of my right lung. And uh, yeah. Damn. That's so, and that all came from an Achilles. All from Achilles. I had deep I had a DVT, right? So basically I had a clot in my leg that rose up to my to my lungs and I didn't notice it right away because, you know, I just didn't notice it. And I didn't have some of the symptoms you normally have. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. And, and it happens to a lot of people. Kevin Durant, he, he told me that uh 
he said that after he ruptured his Achilles, that's the thing mm -hmm. he was most terrified of. And so he was constantly like looking at it, Checking. Trying, getting it checked. So what's the treatment for it? Nothing you could really do. I mean, they, they they pulled the clots out. I was in the hospital for a few days. They pulled the clots out. And after that, I take blood thinners. I may have to take them for the rest of my life. But that's okay. That's a small price to pay. Yeah, to still be here. To be here, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Man. Well, happy you're here, my yeah, brother. Absolutely. And you got the new book, Seen and Unseen. And, and I love the, the topic you tackle in this book. You talk about visual media and how it's shifting the, the narrative on race and reignited the push towards justice. So do you think social media is, I guess, do you think social media is helping or hurting? Hmm, that's a good question. I always say social media takes people who should be closer together and pulls them apart. Like mm -hmm. you might be with your family and everybody on their cell phone, or you might be on the couch with your lady or, or, or your partner, whoever, and, and y'all both doing something different. That's right. You know, that pulls people apart. But then you have people um, who are far apart, who should be far apart. You, when you argue with that, that troll, or like my man of the day arguing with Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a, took a hard L. But like, <laughs> you, you end up people who you shouldn't even be engaging. That's right. It pulls you closer to them, and so some that's that's a danger of it. But there's a way that it helps us organize. Man, we wouldn't right. be talking about George Floyd. We wouldn't have went down in Ferguson if it wasn't for social media and technology. Like you said, yeah. somebody filmed that, and then everybody had a chance to actually see what happened rather than try to recount something that happened from witnesses that were there. Now you have the film. Now you have a whole society of people that are able to witness and visually, there's no way you don't feel something right. from watching that. Yes, and the thing is, and this is what I, we tackle in the book, it's not new. We've always used technology that way. We mm -hmm. just have better technology now. Mm -hmm. So think about- Rodney King trial. Rodney King, right? That was a stroke of luck. I mean, mm -hmm. the odds of yeah. getting somebody getting their behind beat by the police with a camcorder. You don't remember a big camcorder. You needed yeah. the tape. You need to make sure the tape was clean. Put the tab, you know, a little paper in the joint to make sure, you, you know, you, you could record over it. You needed all those things to happen in the instant that somebody's getting beaten. Now everybody can pull out the phone. Mm -hmm. But that moment changed the conversation because all of a sudden America, especially white America, couldn't say they didn't know. Mm -hmm. Right. But that wasn't the first time. Look at Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. When we got beat on the Pettus Bridge fighting for trying to get voting rights and Dr. King said, y'all aren't going to beat us in the dark anymore. Y'all aren't going to beat us in the woods of Alabama. Y'all not going to beat us in private. We're going to make all of America. We're going to sit on this bridge and show the viciousness of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And so now the social media was the evening news. The technology was the the, uh, the news camera. You mm -hmm. know, when Emmett Till is killed, Jet Magazine. Mm -hmm. that, when Emmett Till's face is on Jet Magazine, that's the social media. Yeah, Amer right? America's done that too. You you know better than me, but the Vietnam War. Like yeah. when they started showing the images of the Vietnam War to get people riled up about like, no, this this is an unjust war. Exactly, yeah. when people saw those bodies mm -hmm. and people whose bodies they thought were mournable, because black bodies aren't mournable in this country, unless it's something gruesome. But when they started seeing their next door neighbors, That's right. mm -hmm. when they started seeing their kids, their students, their friends, when they started seeing them dying in this war, now they said, we got to stop this thing. Mm -hmm. So so black people have always been tactical about how we use media and technology, especially, and now, because everybody has access to it, everybody has a phone. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's much easier to do. Mm -hmm. In the first chapter, you talk about the, the spectacle of death, and you you start off with the the why. Yeah. What is the why? You know, it's a good question, because if you would have asked me five years ago what the moment for this generation was, I would have said it was Mike Brown. Um, mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine anything bigger than Mike mm -hmm. Brown laying on, on, on Canfield for three and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. If you would have asked me before that, I would have said it was, it was Trayvon Martin, right? Because right. we were all organized for that, right? But this is the moment. Absolutely. This is the moment. And the why of it is, well, partly because America had to sit there and look at it, mm -hmm. right? With Mike Brown, we had testimony, we had stories, we had theories. You know, with Trayvon Martin, we had George Zimmerman, who we knew was racist. Right. But but it was still different, right? 
America had to sit there in a pandemic when we weren't leaving. We were all in our houses. We had our phones out and we had to sit there for nine minutes, more than nine minutes and watch George Floyd be executed. Mm -hmm. White people can't pretend anymore. Mm -hmm. They, they, white people like to pretend. They like to be innocent. They like to act like this thing ain't real. But when somebody's dying in front of you and with the knee on the neck too, there's no tussle. There's no battle. Mm -hmm. There's no, well, what if he had a knife? What if he was running? What if, what if he had what a if, gun in his car? What if he had right. a gun in his car? Mm -hmm. You can't say any of that because it's right in front of you. Broad daylight. Broad, broad daylight. Mm -hmm. And he ain't do nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? At worst, you could say he passed a 20. Mm. That ain't worth dying for. That's not a capital offense. And then what people try to do is bring up his past and say, well, he was this, he was that. Yep. And the media, certain media outlets will run with things like that. And then you see that on social media, too. Yeah. This guy was no hero. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. And he's not. We, we wrote that in the book. Yeah. He's not a hero, but he is a martyr. Right. I don't have to be a hero to not die. And, and that's the thing that they try to tell you. Oh, he's no, he got weed in his system. Who doesn't have weed in their system? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like it's the, the rules they make up for us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in my life. Trey, they go to your suspension records. They mm -hmm. talk about what you did in kindergarten. They mm -hmm. talk about, I mean, with Mike Brown, he stole a cigarillo. He stole a blunt out the store. Darren Wilson didn't even know he stole the blunt out the right. store when he killed him. But even if he did, you don't get the electric chair for that. You don't get a lethal injection for that. You don't get executed for that. But we sometimes, and this is black people too, we, we're so committed to making ourselves look a certain way in front of white people, the kind of respectability politics, mm -hmm. that we only advocate for perfect victims. We only advocate for the people mm -hmm. who are about to go to college. Mm -hmm. We only advocate for straight people. We only advocate for cis cisgender people. When was that time there was a national outrage for a trans woman who died? Mm -hmm. Nine black trans women were killed the summer that Mike Brown was killed. We didn't hear none of their names, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have any gay male people who we look to and say, you know what, we're riding for him, right? It tends to be Christian straight heterosexual males, at least at least that's how it looks. Mm -hmm. And because we want to look a certain way and feel good about it. And middle class black people don't feel good about saying, well, he stole something from the store, mm -hmm. so therefore we we're gonna uh we, we, we you know we're gonna still fight for him. Nah, we'd be like, ah, I wish we had a better case. All right, we got more with Mark Lamont here. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne? Can we can we talk about the hero thing? Because I think sometimes when people be like, "Oh, he wasn't a hero," they necessarily think he was a villain. No, right. you just normal. You just he's a, a human, person. A person. He's yeah, a person. Yeah. People do up things. Like all of us, and, and I'm not excusing anything that George Floyd did or anything that anybody's done, right? But George Floyd, as we talk about in the book, he was improving. He was fighting for sobriety. He loved his kids. He was working for a job. He was trying to he was trying to do something with himself like so many people in this country are trying right. to do, but especially black males in America. He was praying. He went through a lot of trauma. Yes. Things mm -hmm. that he had to deal with in his own personal life. Exactly. I hate that we clean. have to say that, though. Then the pandemic hit, and you have to really humanize what people's circumstances are. It's something that we all go through. But I hate all that we us. have to say that, though. Right. Like right. I hate that we have to say he was improving. He was doing. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't he was, matter. He was a yeah, person. Right. He was a human being right. Right. that right. did nothing. Right. He could have not he been improving. Fighting back. Yeah, right. He could have not been <laughs> He could have been terrible. He wasn't. But he could have been a terrible human being. It doesn't being. matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. You, just don't it kill still him. didn't warrant that yeah, at all. Period. I can't him. breathe. Like right. He caught crying for his mom mm -hmm. in public, and people. Darn, shout out to Darnella Frazier for shooting it and for, yes. for, for videotaping it, because mm -hmm. that's courageous too. People act like. I mean, I, I think sometimes we do too much videotaping and not enough intervention. And she felt bad about that, like she said that. Right. You know, you feel some type of trauma from witnessing that, and then feeling like, should I have done something? Right. And here I am, because then people get mad at you, like, oh, you was just standing there filming it, and you right. didn't even do anything. And I think it depends on the situation. In that case, I don't expect this this, this black girl. Mm -hmm to jump four cops were standing there right. Right. Mm -hmm. cops didn't intervene if they not intervening what's she gonna do and if she does intervene does she get shot does she get a knee on her neck I understand why she might not have intervened exactly but a lot of times we will videotape a fight 
We will videotape mm-hmm. somebody getting their ass whooped in public and not do anything about mm-hmm. it on trains, on street corners. And that's why I get frustrated. It's like we have to intervene. We can't become so obsessed with the videotape uh, that we don't actually stop the thing from happening because right. the police can't save us. I'm an abolitionist. The police can't be the answer. We got to be the answer. And, and 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 sometimes we get so caught up in the surveillance and the spectacle of it because that'll get us likes, that'll get us clicks, right. that'll get us streams, that we forget that this is about human life and this is about loving ourselves and, 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 and each other. When you talk about, um, you know, like we all know all the benefits of social media when it comes to the social justice movement. I, what, what, what bothers me is the trauma that I know it causes. Yeah. These are, these are like you're watching these videos, even when you're talking about the George Floyd video, I'm like, damn. Yeah. I can feel the anxiety I first felt when I watched that video. Like that doesn't leave you when you see it. So that's, that's what makes me keep wondering, is it helping or is it hurting? What I tell people is, it helps that we know the video exists. Mm-hmm. Everybody know. there's not a person in America that doesn't know about Rodney King, not a person in America who doesn't know about George Floyd. You don't have to watch it though. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I tell people to engage in some self care about that. Mm-hmm. But your point is a profound one, which is the steady stream of images mm-hmm. of black death. And it's black death. The white people do not have to worry about turning on social media and seeing people who That's look right. like them get killed, right? Mm-hmm. There's Asian people don't don't worry about turning on the evening news, cable news, and seeing like they, themselves be murdered or beaten mm-hmm. or, or other things. It does normalize it, and it can objectify our bodies. So, so on the one hand, when you see it, you're outraged. But if you see it all the time... Mm-hmm. It just makes you one. It traumatizes us because mm-hmm. it, it's people we know or people who could be George Floyd could be us. Mm-hmm. You know, Tamir Rice could be us. Um, Breonna Taylor could be us. But it also can make it so normal to people that they stop being outraged. It's like when you hear five people in Chicago were shot, or there was a bombing in Lebanon, or you know, whatever, right? There's or there's famine in Africa. There's certain things that we hear so much mm-hmm. that it's hard to be outraged every day That's by right. it. And so, Black Death, we have to kind of balance that. But that's the balance we've always had to have. Ida B. Wells, she took the postcards. Um, oh, she took the images of lynching that white people were using as postcards. Mm-hmm. They'd be lynchings and, and they would send them out as postcards. They would take black fingers and toes and use them as souvenirs. They were celebrating those images. She took those images to create a, a moral panic to say, look, they are killing us. We're hanging from trees. And some people said this causes trauma. Mm. But she understood the balancing act of that. Now, there are some people on the internet who make their, their business on black trauma. Mm-hmm. They, they make their whole... Enterprise just showing black trauma. That's not helpful. Mm-hmm. There has to be a balance of trauma and healing, of intervention, of support, and of organized action, not just for ourselves, but to actually stop this from happening. And I think the other thing that bothers me, it's not changing the culture of policing. Clearly, no. they don't care. They don't Mm-mm. care whether it's on camera, off camera. They don't care. That's what we've been saying in, in the abolitionist movement for a long time is like, reforms don't work. People thought body cameras would save us. Right, just like back when when I was I was an activist as a teenager during the Rodney King time, it was like fire the police. So they just hire more mm-hmm. because it's a culture. Then it was get black get black cops. Then we were getting beaten by black cops. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Have them live in your neighborhood. Then they know where you, they know where to find you. You know these aren't the solutions because policing is the problem. Mm-hmm. And body cameras now sometimes they will help, but the body mm-hmm. cameras do more to exonerate cops right. than they do to to get justice for the people who so are killed. What by is cops. the solution, in your opinion? Abolish police. Abolish police, get rid of policing, and imagine a new way. In totality. In totality. Abolish police and abolish prisons. We got to do it. Now, it's a it's an incremental process. So what do you do for people that commit crimes? Where do you put them in? How do you police neighborhoods? Well, first, we got we to gotta reimagine. Because even as you're talking about it, or you say, how do you police neighborhoods? Neighbors don't have to be policed. Neighbors have to be safe. Mm-hmm. Neighbors have to be protected. Um, but there's crime in every neighborhood. There is crime. But see, crime, all right, let me take one step back. Mm-hmm. Crime is a social construct. Mm -hmm. What what do I mean by that? People don't commit crimes. They commit acts. 
and some acts get criminalized. Mm -hmm. For example, if we were to all smoke weed right now, mm -hmm. that would not in New York. That would not be a crime. It's not a crime in New York. Ten years ago, it, it would be a crime. Mm -hmm. The moral nature of it, or the immoral nature of it, hasn't changed. The ethics of it hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. Whether I thought it was right or wrong doesn't change because my ethics aren't tied to the law exclusively, right? Mm -hmm. So crime changes across space and time. If somebody decides something is a crime, black people being free, black people reading was a crime. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I try not to use the language of crime because crime is a contract. I'm not trying to be all academic as exactly. much as... To, mm -hmm. No, no, but it's, it's a great question. For me, it's more about saying people commit harm. How do we deal with acts of harm? Mm -hmm. And Because and so, that allows us to shrink the, the net. Because if we say crime, all, all kinds of stuff is a crime. Mm -hmm. But if we shrink and say, how do we reduce harm in our neighborhoods? Well, the first thing we got to do is get at the thing, get at the root causes. That's when we say radical. Radical is a, a way of saying get at the root cause. Mm -hmm. The root cause of most harm, most crime, is poverty. Mm -hmm. It's inequality. Most people don't rob people just to rob people. Some people do, but most people don't. When people have jobs, they commit crime less. When people have libraries, they commit crime less. If they commit, when they have school access, coaches, music programs, arts, they commit crime less. Um, so we got to get at that stuff. We have to... Um, uh, reimagine what safety looks like. So, for example, even an example I gave earlier about stop videotaping people getting beat up mm -hmm. and jump in and stop it. We can complete our own neighborhoods. We can mm -hmm. we can have community watches and things like that. We can have public safety forces. When somebody's my man in Atlanta got drunk, fell asleep in the uh, parking lot of a Burger King. Mm -hmm. uh, remember, in the police, he ran away, and the police yeah. like shot him. Shot yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And and you can say don't run from the police. <clears throat> That's what a lot of people say. Fine, don't run from the police. Right. But the fact that the only people you could call, the man was sleeping in his car, mind his own business, right? But the only people we could call was an armed police force whose job is to escalate. What if we had a public safety force who could get that man home, right? We mm -hmm. would, he wouldn't have committed a crime, and that whole interaction would not have happened. Now, I know anybody listening to this, when I talk about abolition, particularly prison abolition, will say, yeah, that sounds good for drunks, and that sounds good for drugs, because we can decriminalize drugs. Correct. But I know some is crazy. That's right. Or you could say that, you know, I think Angela Yee reported a couple of days ago that there was so many, how many, like 80,000 businesses looking for people to work and nobody wanted to work. Yeah. So, Mark, so you said people are looking for jobs, people need jobs, but now there are jobs out there, people don't want to work. There's, some people don't want to work, but we also need to give people living wage jobs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and I I know the difference. If, if you're paying somebody $8 an hour and you don't have any money, yeah, I'll tell people work, right? I got I, I take care of a lot of people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And a lot of them don't want don't work. You know what I mean? And they're like, they, they're too proud to work for the $8 an hour, mm -hmm. but they're not too proud to call me with a cash app request once every other week for money. So I get the frustration. Mm -hmm. But at some point, we got to give people living wage jobs. You can't have a life of dignity for $7, $8, $9 an hour. If we give people $15 an hour minimum just to start, I think suddenly people are in a much different place. And, and then those jobs grow. So so that's that, that's part of the issue. So we're we going to figure something else out. You know, we're going to figure something else out. All right. Mark Lamont Hill, Seen and Unseen, mm -hmm. out right now. Go get it with Todd Brewster. Yeah, great conversation. Appreciate Always. you, brother. Always, Always man. man. Love Pick up the book now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee oh. on The Breakfast Club. Well, it looks like Chris Rock is working on his jokes about the Will Smith slap. Now, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock were on stage together. You know there's no phones allowed, allegedly, so we don't have video of this. Mm -hmm. But according to reports, uh, while they were on stage together, they were talking about their different interactions. And according to reports, Chris made a joke. He said, at least you got smacked by someone of repute. I got smacked by a, a 
homeless guy. Well, this is what Dave Chappelle said. At least you got smacked by someone of repute. I got smacked by a homeless guy with leaves in his hair. And then Chris Rock uh, responded and said, I got smacked by the softest N-word that ever rapped. So. I don't believe Chris Rock said that. I think Chris Rock is uh, way smarter and wittier than that. And why would he be calling somebody else soft? Chris, well, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Chris would do that. I don't know. Well, a lot of reports are saying from people that well, were people the said audience, they heard it, right? Yeah, that they heard it. Niggas so. be lying. So, <laughs> I mean, I also feel like it might have been just the two of them are riffing back and forth on stage as you're working on jokes. Sometimes they're not the funniest right away as you're trying to work on material. Mm-hmm. And that's what the point of it is. That's why they don't like people to have their phones out because while you're working on material, you're still doing it. So it could have been something as they were going back and forth that was... Uh, more spontaneous. Mm-hmm. All right, now the show Queens has been canceled by ABC after one season, unfortunately. That's the show that Eve, Brandy, Notori were all in together. Mm-hmm. I actually saw Notori over the weekend right after she found out the news. She said the showrunner had just called her before she walked into the event and let them Damn. know that the show wasn't coming back. Yeah. So following the finale, Brandy had hoped there would be a second season to flesh out more performance-wise from the crew. She said she would have loved to see uh, season two, so... Looks like it wasn't going to be able to happen. Weren't you on there, Envy? Um, we I think all we were, were on, on there. there. Yeah, we were all on yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They did it from a pair. All right, now Snoop Dogg has actually uh, gotten part stake in Ice Cube's Big Three. So according to TMZ Hip Hop, Snoop, along with PayPal co-founder Ken Howery, spent $625,000 to purchase an ownership stake. Here is what Ice Cube and Snoop had to say. What's happening? Y'all know what it is, man. Big three. You know, it's that big three uh, mm-hmm. ownership going down. <laughs> Snoop, say you're going to buy a couple of teams, cuz. You're going to get a couple of teams? Give me a couple of teams, cuz. I ain't going to buy one. I'm going to get a couple of teams, cuz I'm with the move. So y'all better hear and get in where you fit in, cuz it may not be none left. Hello. You heard it from the dog's mouth, man. Get you a team, baby. Stop tripping. Stop playing with us. Yeah, yeah. Big three, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, where they sell the teams at? Target? Like, why he make it sound so easy? Where the teams at? Where, where like the teams at? Buy them up. Yeah, where they at? Maybe they're looking for investments. Where they at, though? All right, now let's talk about this top 50 female rappers list. I saw people commenting on this. Uh, this was done by 5050 Entertainment, and some people were commenting on social media about that. The City Girls were left off. G- JT posted, where the City Girls, I guess we seen, could have at least put us at number 50. And then Castell also commented, hilarious. Uh, number one on the list was Nicki Minaj. Number two was Little Kim. Three was Missy Elliott. Four was Queen Latifah. Number five was Lauren Hill. Number six was Left Eye. Seven to Brat. Number eight was Eve. Number nine was Foxy. And number 10 was Cardi, followed by number 11 with Trina. Now, they did post, here's our top 50 greatest female rappers of all time. List revised. Let's argue. So a lot of arguments then clearly ensued after that. I mean, a list is just like an NFT. It only has the value that you give it. Correct. You know? Like, who did you say created that list? Uh, 50-50 Entertainment. No disrespect to them. I never heard of them, but salute mm-hmm. to them, you know, because clearly people are talking about their list, but it only has the value that you give it. Yeah. Everybody you does know? a list. It doesn't even matter. I saw Janelle Monae on yeah, the list. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Janelle Monae is not a rapper. No. So it's just like, yo, a list like that, it only has the value that you <laughs> give it, so. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I see a lot of people from Detroit on this list, too. Well, Cash Doll was number 43, so she did make the list. But I think she felt like she was uh, too far down because uh, I see Rocky Bad is on the list. Molly Brazy's on the list. They're from Detroit. Maybe 50-50 Entertainment from Detroit. Could uh, be. Yeah. Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure where they're from, but 
you know, everything's when you make these lists, it always sparks a debate. Lizzo's on the list, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Again, uh, shout to everybody that's heading out to Texas. Uh, I think we're five weeks away from my car show, the Drive Your Dreams car show. It's going to be Houston versus New York. So if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. Family fun, exotic cars, uh, celebrity cars, monster trucks, old school cars, uh, rides and jumpies for kids. It's a lot. It's a family fun day. So get your tickets if you haven't got it already. Now let's get to the mix. 800-585-1051. Let's start the mix off with some Ghostface today is Ghostface's birthday. Hey, Drop one of Clues bombs for my favorite MC of all time. That's my personal favorite MC of all time, Ghostface Killer. All right. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here for my friends at The General Insurance. Switch to The General and you could save over $500 on your car insurance. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com to find out more. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency in Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. WWPR FMHD1 New York. An iHeartRadio station. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we got a shout out to Ja Rule for joining us this morning. Salute to Ja Rule, man. I love what Ja Rule's doing with that Icon series. I really wish I could have caught that Ghostface and Raekwon performance. Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, Mark Lamont Hill for joining us this morning. That's right. Make sure you grab Seen and Unseen, Technology, Social Media, and the Fight for Racial Justice from Mark Lamont Hill and Todd Bruce. That's out everywhere you buy books now. Absolutely. All right. When we come back, we got the positive note. And again, uh, shout to all the moms out there. Hopefully you guys had a happy Mother's Day and a great Mother's Day. Yes. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. All right. When we come back, positive note. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Mm. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. And happy birthday to Catherine Smalls. Uh, she turned 102 years old. Ooh, I guess okay. one of the listeners, that's her mom or grandma, I'm sure. That is amazing. I want us to shout her out. So Happy birthday. I happy hope she's birthday. listening. <laughs> it starts yesterday and today? Yesterday. yesterday. on Mother's Day. Wow. Well, yeah, happy birthday to her. All right. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. And, you know, I uh, got to salute Kendrick Lamar again for the Heart Part 5. Uh, love that record that he put out. You know, he's really speaking to what we call culture, man. And um, it made me think of a quote from Resma Minicum. And Resma always says that trauma in a person decontextualized over time looks like personality. Trauma in a family decontextualized over time looks like family traits. Trauma in a people decontextualized over time looks like culture. So uh, thank you, Kendrick, for adding some context to what it is we call culture. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And for a limited time, get more fun for less with the Michigan Bundle for just $49.99. Exclusive to Michigan residents only. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry. 
because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.